Good evening. The Berkeley City Council's call to order. If the clerk can please call the roll. Councilmember Kesarwani here. Kaplan here. Bartlett present. Harrison here. Hahn present. Wengraff present. Umbert present. And Mayor Aragon present. All members are present. Thank you. Uh, and I just want to acknowledge. Um, uh, we are now um, short one member of our city council with the. With the resignation of Councilmember Robinson, and I think it's absolutely unacceptable and inappropriate that you're applauding to the fact that a member of our council resigned because he faced intense harassment by members of the public. That's unacceptable. But with that, we'll. We'll proceed to the next order of business, which is the land acknowledgement statement. The city of Berkeley recognizes that the community that we live in was built on the territory of Huchin, the ancestral unceded land of the Chichenyo speaking Ohlone people, the ancestors and descendants of the sovereign Verona Band of Alameda County. This land was and continues to be of great importance to all of the Ohlone tribes and descendants of the Verona Band. As we begin our meeting tonight, we acknowledge and honor the original inhabitants of Berkeley. The documented 5,000 year history of a vibrant community at the West Berkeley Shell Mound and the Ohlone people who continue to reside in the East Bay. We recognize that Berkeley's residents have and continue to benefit from the use of this unceded stolen land since the city of Berkeley's incorporation in 1878. As stewards of the laws regulating the city of Berkeley, it's not only vital that we recognize the history of this land, but we recognize that the Ohlone people are present members of the Berkeley and other East Bay communities today. The city of Berkeley will continue to build relationships with the Lijan tribe and other Ohlone tribes and can create meaningful actions to uphold the intention of this land acknowledgement. So with that, please, if we cannot interrupt as we're proceeding with the rest of our agenda, we'll get to public comment very shortly. Uh, we'll go to city manager comments. Are there any comments this evening? Thank you, Mr. Mayor. No comments this evening. Okay, so we're going to go to public comment by public employee unions. We conduct this at the first regular meeting of the month. So this is a period for officially designated representatives of city of Berkeley employee unions. You have to be a officially designated representative um, to speak to the city council on anything related to your, um, your union. And so we're gonna allocate five minutes per union. Um, and so um, who would like to begin? Ms. Malarco, are you representing SCIU. Sure, yes. Do we, how many, so we have CSU and PTRLA, we have maintenance and, maintenance then I and clerical. See, uh, maintenance and I see clerical here. I don't okay. know if there are others, but that's All what right. I see. So you're going to represent CSU. PTRLA. Representatives. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's just, just sure. go, go ahead. Okay, so my name is Andrea Malarkey. I am on the executive board of the CSU PTRLA chapter, and I am here with uh, siblings in solidarity, and I am going to, um, ask Jocelyn DeSena, who is a worker here in Berkeley, to give our comments tonight. Thank you. Uh, good evening, Mayor and Council Members. My name is Jocelyn Goldsmith DeSena. 
I'm a full-time City of Berkeley employee in public health, and I'm a Jewish American. I'm speaking not on behalf of my chapter, CSUPTRLA, but on behalf of the entire SEIU Local 1021, which represents over 60,000 Northern California workers in healthcare, schools, libraries, the public sector, and nonprofit. In light of the targeting of Palestinian civilian workers in healthcare, schools, libraries, the public sector, and nonprofit, and the call from Palestinian trade unions for workers around the world to stand in solidarity, and given SEIU 1021's history of standing up for the rights of the oppressed and working classes around the world, on December 16th, our executive board passed the SEIU Local 1021 resolution calling for ceasefire, humanitarian aid, and an end to the occupation of Palestine. Um, I've provided you with some printouts of those uh, that Mark has. Our resolution states that SEIU 1021 will protect members' rights to freedom of expression, including support for Palestinian liberation, and protect them from workplace discrimination and retaliation. SEIU 1021 stands against all forms of racism, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, ethno-nationalism, everywhere. We mourn the tragic loss of all Palestinian and Israeli lives on, before, and after October 7th. In our resolution, we call for, and we call on, elected officials to call for immediate permanent ceasefire, restoration of food, water, fuel, and electricity to Gaza, safe passage of humanitarian aid, release of all hostages, including Palestinians in Israeli jails without charge or trial. Opposing military aid to Israel, withdrawal of Israeli forces and settlers illegally occupying Gaza and the West Bank, an end to the occupation of Palestine and the apartheid policies of the Israeli state, allowing for equal rights and self-determination of all Palestinians. And once again, you can look at our resolution that I've printed out for you. Do it. Mayor and Council, I remind you that in June 2022, Council unanimously passed the call for immediate Ukraine ceasefire. In 1992, with Council's unanimous approval, Berkeley became the first city to officially recognize Indigenous Peoples Day. Um, as an aside, it's a different story, but I do also want to recognize that Ohlone people still have to constantly fight to protect their sacred site at the Shell Mound. Um, Mayor Aragin's website proclaims, quote, the city of Berkeley was one of the first American cities to divest from apartheid South Africa in the 80s. Nearly four decades later, Mayor Aragin is committed to keeping Berkeley a beacon of political action in a time of national darkness, end quote. Given these precedents and these historic Berkeley values and the clear demands of your constituents, SEIU 1021 
calls on Berkeley City Council to agendize, vote on, pass and adopt a strong ceasefire resolution. Thank you. And <laughs> Okay. So if we can go to the next employee union representative. We're going to go to the next SCI person. So we're going to now go to the next union representative. We're going to go to the next union representative. We are going to go to, if you can let us go to the next union representative. I'd like to ask the members of the public to allow us to proceed with the rest of the public comment. Okay, attendees at the meeting are in violation of the council's rules of procedure, the Berkeley Municipal Code and State Codes. The council is not able to conduct the business of this meeting due to continuous disruptions by members of the audience who are engaging in disruptive activity. Willful disruptions of the conduct of this meeting will not be tolerated. If the disruptions continue, the council will take action to restore order, which may include removal of disruptive persons or reconvening the meeting at a different location. Once again, if members of the public can please come to order. Ma'am, you spoke. We need to go to the next union representative. Great. Thank you. So who is next? Danny Walker, president of Berkeley Maintenance Chapter. I come to you tonight to share that we continue to work with partnership with the only, with the, uh, with the city to, excuse me, adjust change that we face day to day in our workforces. We appreciate the city manager in having an open door to speak with us and engage other departments to do the same. This is how we, this is how positive change happens. I would like to Jesse, you know I can't do it like this. I have to do it. I have to do it my way. I can't speak from a paper. Okay. Um, there's several council members that know me. Um, I was here with Phil. I was here with Christine Daniels, and now I'm here with you. Um, 
they are a lot of new council members, uh, Kate, uh, Sophie, uh, Susan. Uh, we've been here a long time, Jesse. Uh, no respect to anyone. It's just I know who's in the room. Um, there's been a lot of bashing of our city manager, and it's not fair. She deserves her respect. She's trying very hard to get the city up and running. COVID hurt everybody. Now I'm going to turn it over to the clerical president, Rebecca Webb. Do I get my own time? I'm just wondering. I know. <laughs> Good evening. My name is Rebecca Webb, and I'm the president of the clerical chapter of SEIU Local 10 to 1. I stand here with my chief steward, Sherry Jackson. First, I would like to thank the council for creating this opportunity to hear directly from labor groups. And I know that you often hear about what's going wrong with the city and in the city. And I'd like to take this opportunity to update you on a few things that are going right from the clerical and maintenance chapter's perspective. Years ago, way before my time, and I'm working on 16 years, I know I don't look like it. We fought for the right to meet with senior management on a monthly basis to discuss issues affecting the working unit. And in these joint labor management committees, we are able to collaborate and resolve issues before they get to the point of needing to file a grievance. These have been tremendously successful over the years and have helped both sides to gain rapport and build trust. I'd like to point out some of the more recent positive outcomes of these collaborations initiatives and committees formed at the direct request of the maintenance and clerical chapters. Resurrecting the Budget and Finance Committee. This was a space for labor units to gain understanding of budget allocations and make recommendations. Folks with boots on the ground have great ideas. In our Joint Labor Management Committee meeting in the Human Resources Department, regarding recruitment and retention, the suggestions that we made have led to an improved Berkeley Matters newsletter, which is a newsletter for City of Berkeley employees to know what's going on with, uh, with jobs, with your benefits, and all the things that you may need to know as an employee. So the suggestions that we made help lead to making that newsletter more prominent to make promotional opportunities more visible and more accessible. Our suggestions also led to creating a committee to help identify training needs. And I was really excited to learn that HR did not drag their feet. This month, uh, in this month, 
Webinars for employee enrichment have been introduced and trainings and suggestions that came out of our committee are among the first to be rolled out. And this is in direct response to employees stating they were having a hard time getting a leg up to being able to, to get past that first entry level position to get to that supervisor level, to get to that management level. When you've been here 16 years, how do you get that other experience under your belt that, that someone else may have gotten somewhere else? Where does my years of service make, you know, have any credit where credit is due? And so these trainings will help put that information on my resume to give me that leg up. Those are direct response to requests from the maintenance and clerical chapters. And of course, our participation in the employer of choice initiative, all the different committees that have been formed out of that initiative that we are taking full participation in to be able to better the lives of ourselves and the community that we serve. These are just a few examples. Oops, sorry. Of recent collaborations between our units and city leaders employees on the front lines have a lot to contribute in the way of delivering service to the community as well as building efficiencies, and better working conditions. The maintenance and clerical chapters have a long history of putting into practice the age-old saying, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Not all of our requests and recommendations are accepted, but they are seriously considered, and we have a deep appreciation for the collaborative efforts between our chapters, department directors, and our city manager. Thank you. Thank you very much. I don't know if I missed being in Sophie, but I don't want to disrespect anybody. The whole council, thank you. Thank you very much. Are there any other um, designated representatives of City of Berkeley employee unions that would like to provide comment to the City Council this evening? Okay, Sina, thank you all for coming tonight and for your comments um, and for your service to our city. Um, and with that, we'll proceed now to public comment on non-agenda matters. And so I'd like to conduct this um, open forum similar to the way we've conducted it at previous meetings. We'll select 10 in-person speakers and we'll do 10 speakers to address the council on Zoom. And so if the clerk can please select um, 10 cards and then if you can thereafter provide me those cards, I would appreciate it. Okay. We got uh, Dewey Zarni, Lucia, Ilana Auerbach, uh, James McFadden, Hamza, Yusef, Ming, Eid, uh, Maddie, Teobum, and Eileen Lee. That's 10. Okay. Um, if your name was called, if you can please line up on this side of the room um, so we can proceed with uh, public comment. On, and then when you come forward, if you can just state your name so I can verify that your card was selected. In any order, does it? In any order, no particular order. Okay. Now? Hi. Um, my name's Dewey. I'm a lifelong resident of Berkeley and District 5. Um, and I'm warning, feeling a little emotional and deeply disheartened to be standing up here after 100 days 
plus 75 years of the genocide happening in Palestine and to be requesting what is really a very simple ask that we take a principled and humane stand on the right side of history and call for the people's resolution for a ceasefire. Um, I want to talk about how this affects me and others as Berkeley residents. Um, our tax dollars are supporting one of the most horrific things that I've seen in my life, um, war crimes, bombings of hospitals, of schools, targetings of journalists. Our Palestinian neighbors and friends are equally devastated and feeling unsupported by a city council that refuses to take the side on the right side of history. Um, the Berkeley City Council has long tried to push for environmental progress and to combat climate change. And the bombing in Gaza has emitted more climate, um, more carbon than more than 20 of the world's most climate vulnerable nations. And there's an, a large amount of evidence showing that one of the drivers of this conflict is the desire to drill for oil off the coast of Gaza. And as a resident of the world, as a human being who's devastated by what's going on, I'm also worried about my future. And I would like to see my government take a stance to protect that. Um, it's sadly too late for Berkeley to be a leader on this issue. We've seen so many other cities in the Bay and across the country take a stance before us, but it's not too late for us to prove that we do actually stand united against hate and that we do actually have the courage and conviction to stand on the side of humanity and of human life, even when there's maybe a loud vocal contingent of people with power who are pushing us to do otherwise. Um, so I want to thank you for your time and again, ceasefire now. Thank you. Hello, my name is Lucia. Uh, I was at the previous city council meeting, the one before that, the one before that. It's day 102 of the war, the genocide against Palestinians in Gaza. We've been at every city council meeting for months asking you to do your jobs as our elected officials. And I'd just like to remind you that that means that you work for us. Because you have been unwilling to do your jobs as elected officials, the people behind me have done it for you. They have drafted and published a people's resolution for ceasefire. Berkeley for ceasefire, the people's resolution. You could pass it today with no amendments. It is too late, as my comrade said, for us to take the lead in our rich legacy of social justice. The cities of Richmond and Oakland have already passed ceasefire resolutions. San Francisco passed a ceasefire resolution on the 9th. It was introduced by supervisors Preston and Ronan, who are both Jewish, and it won eight in favor, only three against. In the state of California, in the state of California, 609845124 dollars are sent to Israel for weapons every year. I'm sure there will be other people to tell you what we could do with that money, but just for a moment, if you can, I'd like for you to use your imaginations. <laughs> it might be hard. A couple things that people care about, libraries, parental leave, health care. I'm sure that I'll be back here to talk to you about People's Park, 
and all the similarities in that the way that you allow the police, including the ones in this room, to militarize your people who have elected you. We will continue to be here. We will not give up. And again, a reminder that you work for us. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Um, our remaining in-person speakers, Ilana Auerbach, James McFadden, Hama, uh, Hamza, Yusuf, Ming, Eid Abdullah, Maddie, and Eileen Lee. Hi, this is Ilana Auerbach, and I am going to cede my time to Andrea Pritchett. And I'm James McFadden. I'm going to cede my time to Andrea Pritchett. Good evening, council members. Um, some of you may know that I'm, I'm a teacher, and my union is BFT, the Berkeley Federation of Teachers, which did pass a ceasefire resolution in December. And it has been my honor even to teach some of your children. My honor, my honor. And what I'm here today to talk about is the impact that the failure of the city council to actually lead on this issue is affecting my classroom. I have some Palestinian students, and I have Arab students, and I have other kids in, in Willard Middle School who are very concerned and who are, who are experiencing secondary trauma because of this genocide and because of this war. And so some of my students came together and they wanted to create something called the Watermelon Society. And you know why they wanted to call it Watermelon? It was because they did not want to uh, evoke the ire of some of the Jewish or Israeli-descended students. They didn't want them to be, to, be, to be nervous. So they called it Watermelon, thinking that that was innocuous and that that wouldn't bother anybody. Before that group had even met, there were three emails of complaints from parents saying, oh my goodness, this is a hate, this is going to be a hate club. What's going to happen in this club? What are they going to do? How will, my student doesn't feel safe. The failure to lead means that what does lead is fear. What takes a hold and what, what the chilling effect that that's having in the classroom, I teach American history and U.S. history. And my principal came to me, said, after having gone to a district meeting, he said, Andrea, you can't use words like colonization. And I don't know how to teach U.S. history without using the word colonization. So what's happening and what you're feeling and what you're experiencing is sort of like a driverless car. It goes off the road. You don't like how it sounds and how it feels. You don't like the, the, the instability of it all. You are in the driver's seat. We need you at least, if you cannot in good conscience support you individually, can't find it in your heart to support a ceasefire and to stand up for peace, then at least create a special hearing. Let us have an intelligent and let us have an eight-hour conversation where we bring experts. We give people more than sound bites. We let them educate our city and our city council about the history that started long before October 7th. Let that be light. 
Thank you. Thank you. Good evening, uh, Mayor and Council Member. Okay, the, let's let the speaker proceed. Thank you. <clears throat> uh, my name is Marty Tablum. Uh, and um, I'm part of a coalition called the JCB, the Jewish Coalition of Berkeley. More than 200 uh, um, members and uh, several community groups, congregations, etc. Um, first, I, I want to commend you for um, your leadership, because um, okay, let's just stop. Let's pause the clock. So we want to hear what people have to say. If we can let the speakers proceed without interruptions. We can let the speakers proceed without interrupting. We want to hear what people have to say. Um, I want to commend you and the council for your leadership because uh, leadership doesn't mean necessarily jump on the first uh, uh, bandwagon and uh, go with it. Um, this leadership means. Um, knowing how to make the right decisions. And sometimes it means also not to take an action, take an action or inaction. Um, and leaderships, real leaders stand alone. No, I'm gonna give the speaker a few more seconds since, first of all, first of all, I'm gonna give the speaker a few more seconds because you all interrupted him. And secondly, I gave other speakers who share your perspective more time as well. So please, I'll give you a few more seconds. He, his card was selected. Once again, excuse me, sir, his name is Mati, his card is selected. So once again, I'm, I'm the presiding officer, I'm running the meeting. So I'm asking you to let this, give the speaker a few more seconds, since I gave people that share your perspective, a few more seconds. So, sir, if you can, especially since he was interrupted while he was speaking. Um, your courage and uh, perseverance <laughs> in the face of uh, this personal harassment and intimidation. What I started to say earlier that leaders, leaders uh, often stand alone and uh, they just have to stay there alone and set the course. And you make it. You made a decision that is absolutely 100% legitimate, legitimate and right to take the, uh, uh, as your top priority, what's happening here in the city, the safety of this community and this, these uh, residents. When we see Once again, if he can give your final thought, sir. Excuse me. 
The speaker has the floor. He's going to complete his thought because he was interrupted repeatedly while he was giving his, his comments. Okay. Let's wrap up. Um, interrupting my line of thought if I was able to create one. Um, when we see uh, right here down the street, uh, Israeli flags being burned, old people being beat up. Um, okay. So until he can speak uninterrupted, I'm going to let him continue because I'm going to let everyone whose card was selected have the floor uninterrupted so we can hear what they're going to say. Until you can give him 15 seconds to finish his comments, he will stay up here and I will not proceed with calling the remaining speakers. When you see the violence, the hate in our cities rising as if without what without reservations you one can understand why your decision that you made is the right one okay not to surrender to the people who don't like the way you enforce the democracy as elected official and trying to derail that i appreciate that and thank you very much let's try to keep it calm and peace thank you very much okay so we're going to go next to Okay, once again, okay, before we proceed with the rest, rest of the speakers, we want to hear what people have to say. And so please, let's not interrupt the speakers. Let's be respectful of different points of view. Um, and so I'm going to read the remaining people whose name, excuse me, you do not have the floor. So please stop interrupting our meeting. So I'm going to read the remaining people whose names were Selected, Eileen Lee, Eid, Ming, Youssef, and Hamza. So if you can please uh, say, say your name. Oh, my name's Ming. Okay, yeah. thank you. Okay. Hello, everyone. I am here as a former UC Berkeley student and current resident at the Bay Area. This is my first city council meeting, um, having fun so far. Thank you to those who have been coming out since the beginning. And I stand here in support of a people's liberation from People's Park to Palestine. I don't know why the timer's still running. I wasn't talking. Anyways, um, I don't understand what the holdup is. The people have drafted a resolution already. They've done all of the legwork in terms of articulating the points and the necessary stances that the city and its residents want to support. In addition to that, another previous speaker has already cited several cases of how all of the money that is being poured into supporting genocide can be reallocated to real and genuine social services in order to support the city. And I can just rattle off a couple of numbers here. 72,497 households with free public housing for a year. 212,193 children receiving free or low-cost health care. 6,658 elementary school teachers. I can honestly go on and on with this. You've spent quite a lot of money on bombing children. And in addition to that, I also just wanted to call out the lack of honesty in this case. Instead of saying that you have concerns over a ceasefire resolution and how its implications might be construed as anti-Semitism, it's a little bit more honest just to say that you support killing and you want the killing to continue. That would at least be a more transparent stance. And 
for some reason, in addition to allowing the suppression to continue or even supporting it, you don't really have the decency to even say that's genuinely what you're doing. It would be more honest if you at least acknowledged your oppression. My God, this is why I didn't come out to one of these earlier. <laughs> yeah. I think I've said everything that I can at this point, honestly, balls in your core. And if not, the people will continue taking action. And I hope you recognize that this issue is not going away. And despite all of the additional roadblocks that have come into place and the blatant police brutality that my comrades and I have been facing at additional actions, protests, etc., we will continue to be standing in support of Palestine and People's Park, as well as a genuine people's liberation that uplifts all oppressed voices that you continue to quash within your actions and your inaction. Thank you for your time. Okay. Um, Yusuf is our next Hamza. Eid and Eileen Lee. All right. Hello, my name is Hamza, and I'm a Berkeley resident and UC Berkeley student. I'm asking you to pass a resolution for a ceasefire in Gaza. That resolution should include, at a minimum, this stopping the murder of innocent civilians, allowing humanitarian aid into Gaza, and the return of all hostages on both sides. I want you to know that after Israel has started its genocidal campaign in Gaza, we have seen a massive spike in anti-Islamic and anti-Palestinian hate, hate crimes across the U.S. In Chicago, a six-year-old boy named Wadi was stabbed to death in front of his mother. And in Vermont, three Palestinian students were shot and severely injured. It is only a matter of time before Palestinian and Muslim residents of Berkeley suffer these same hate crimes if we don't call for peace in Gaza. Finally, I want you to note that all major human rights organizations, the UN, and countless governments have called for a ceasefire. Every action against Israel's genocidal campaign against Gaza is a meaningful one. Take an impact from our community and our city council. It is not controversial. It's not complicated. It's about honoring human rights and prioritizing peace for all people. Thank you. Okay, Eid, you want to go? First request for my friends, let everybody speak and listen to them because it's really important. Everybody know what the point of view is. I'm definitely very unhappy about what happened in Gaza. Also, a lot of people don't know that many Israelis are getting killed every day as well. Young Israelis, nobody benefited from that. I was born in Egypt and I was under ever AIDS in 1948 as a baby, 1956. Uh, as, you know, uh, some years old by the British, French, and the Israelis. It was a horrible few months. To live on the railways is horrible. You can, I was a kid. My mother used to hold all of us around and, and cries. The school next to our building, uh, next to our house in Cairo, was bombed. 200 young high school students were killed. Let me go to the point of view. So, uh, uh, thank uh, our friend here, he passes a thing about our issue. Please read it. Let's move forward. Oh, it's long enough. 
that I made some point about Robert Rice. Why did we lose it all? Berkeley in 1965 when it came, 1980 when I had big business, 1990 was not like today. It was great middle class. Why did we lose class? Is read the article I wrote Robert Rice. The last thing, some point, is just about the ceasefire business. Again, I, in 1260 uh, uh, AD, the Mongols killed one out of 10 living civilians in the world. 44 million people were murdered by the Mongols. You know who defeated them? Egypt. Defeated, annihilated them in a battle called Battle of Enzalut. When we come to this planet, we have no idea who our parents are, our country, anything. We just come thrown here. You and I and everybody could be a, a baby in Gaza right now. The horror. Our house had air shelter in the bottom. We used about 200 people sheltering from air raids. You know, after they leave, all women would be on themselves. The horror that happened, I cannot believe it. I cannot believe we're going back to the Mongols' time, savage time. We'll have to end it. I love Mary Aragin. I love everybody here. And by the way, uh, Vice Mayor, partly keep your word. Let us meet with you in the next few days. We need to end this horrible, 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 horrible. If you're a kid, I post in my Facebook, I send you a lot of things. I'm actually very careful not to send you. Totally disgusting with children, babies are. Min, you know, minced meat. It is awful. It is absolutely awful. You have no idea. I lived through it. My beautiful mother passed away some years ago. She held me and my three sisters like that and cries. And when I was a baby, I heard my mother saying to my sister, please be quiet. You don't wake up your, you know, your brother. It is horrible, horrible, horrible. This is going back to the Mongol, to the savage era of Genghis Khan. He killed one of 10 people. Not only is that, one out of 100 people in Europe and Asia have his genes. Whenever they went to any town, whenever they went to town, they killed all men. Without any questions, killed all men. Slave all uh, children and rape all women. We are at that stage right now. We don't want to, this is the 21st century. I, I came in Berkeley in 1965, a beautiful town. Beautiful, beautiful town. Created one of the biggest consumer electronic business in the whole Bay Area. And we need to go forward with that. We need to get ceasefire for the sake. Mayor, again, you could be in one of the kids that are there. We have no choice. But if you look, go, I, my Facebook page was researched many times because I posted pictures, you know, online from not nothing, nothing bad, but just you know, some stuff. We need to go forward. We need to put an end to this genocide. It is awful. You, it is going back thousand years back to the Mongol time, Genghis time. Thank you. It was defeated by Egypt. And easy, by the way, if you get in this war, it's going to defeat Israel. Believe me, you will. Okay. But I care about Israeli kids. Thank you. I care. One second. One second. I just like to say one last word. I care about Israeli babies and Israeli kids as they do about Palestinian kids and, and the Palestinian babies as everybody. This is one universe, one word, one cruel, miserable. Thank you. Uh, you know, let's go forward with love and peace instead of hate. And our next speaker is Eileen Lee and Yusuf. Uh, I'm Yusuf. I'm missing my time to carry on. Okay, thank you. Hello, council members. I'm here again. I am your Jewish constituent and a Jewish educator in Berkeley. 
I have a family friend who is currently a hostage in Israel, and I am calling for a ceasefire resolution and passing that resolution and a free Palestine and an end to occupation and a release of all the political prisoners that are being held by the Israeli government illegally detained. But that's for another time because you cannot do this basic thing. What else can I say to make you listen to the majority of your constituents? Clearly, the Bay Area has spoken. Richmond, Oakland, San Francisco. Like, as an educator and as a human, I am asking you, do you have families? I cannot believe I am up here again, asking after weeks of calling and emailing you, after all these people have shown up and shared their stories of family members who have died. In November, we will remember. Do you not feel this moment? We are not, we are clearly not going away. Think about all these other cities. Think about where you are in the Bay Area to name something that perhaps has not been named yet. Consider the demographics of the people who are calling for a ceasefire resolution. It is everyone across race, economic status, religion, culture, age. And consider, and consider the people who say hold off on a ceasefire. Everyone has already said everything there is to be said about everything, but, um, Ceasefire now. I can't I can't believe I don't have any more words written down, but since we have more time, I can't believe we are still here asking. People have gotten up talking about their family members who have died. Who are you protecting right now? Do you think you're protecting your positions? We will we will vote you out. Clearly, no, no, listen. Clearly, we are the majority, as we always have been the majority. It is always the people who are uniting in solidarity will always win. You guys know that with your own histories, right? So so do the right thing. Stand on the right side of history. Be the person you wanted to be the little kid. The politician. Okay. Our last in-person speaker is Eileen Lee. Is Eileen Lee here? Yes, ma'am. Thank you, council members, mayor. My name is Eileen Lee. I live in District 8. I speak tonight in honor of Hirsch Goldberg Poland, a young man born in Berkeley who's now in his 102nd day still being held hostage by Hamas. His arm was blown off by the attacks on October 7th. We hope he's still alive. And I speak in memory of my friend, Vivian Silver, the founder of Israel's Arab and Jewish pro-peace organization, Women Waging Peace. At first, we thought Vivian was also a hostage um, until very recently her charred remains were identified in the ashes of her kibbutz. You cannot stop the war in Gaza, but your strong focus on local issues gives me welcome protection from the hate speech unleashed here since October 7th. As a victim of a hate crime, I feel unsafe. On October 12th, I had to hide in my home here in Berkeley while a group outside stole the Israeli flag on my front lawn. 
This was just five days after Hamas raped, slaughtered, tortured 1,200 people. While Hamas terrorists celebrated these barbaric acts, let her. This was this was before the Israeli army even entered Gaza. Thank you so much for not fanning the flames of hate, lies, anti-Semitism that continue to make me afraid. Okay. So as we proceed to the Zooms, 10 Zoom speakers, if we can let people speak and not interrupt, and let's, be, let's listen to each other, be respectful of the differences of opinion. Um, so we'll, we will... We will go next to 10 speakers on Zoom. Our first speaker is Zeev. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yes. All right. People have used this microphone tonight to tell you that you don't know how to do your job. I'm here to remind you that you have a large constituent. I've been to your meetings. You know how to do your job very well. Thank you guys. I do not know where you guys get the fortitude and the patience to listen to this nonsense time and time again. This is nothing but thuggery, trying to take over the city, trying to take over the agenda, trying to threaten you, harass city council members. We are here to support you. Do the thing that you need to do, run this city. Or you all want peace. I want peace. Everybody wants peace. The city of Berkeley cannot bring peace to the Middle East. The only thing you can do is bring hate and, and, and friction to our streets. I've been attacked on the street. Other, my friends have been attacked on the street. Thuggery brings thuggery. For the people in the room who think it's okay to yell down speakers and to shout the way you think you're louder and you make your point, you don't. Thank you. Okay, we'll go next to... So your booing and your interruptions just proving the point the speaker just made. We'll go next to Carolyn Arnold. Hi, I'm Carolyn Arnold, and I'm a resident of Berkeley. I'd like to cede my time to Daniel Friedman. Okay, Carolyn, you have the floor. Okay. Um, I'd like to cede my time to Daniel Friedman. Is he on the Zoom? Oh, no, he's in person. He's okay. in person. Yeah, hi. Uh, my name's Daniel. I'm a resident of Berkeley. I've lived here for eight years. I raised my kids here and I vote here. About two months ago, Berkeley celebrated the United Against Hate Week. The city defines the purpose of this week as the need to raise awareness about the dangers of hate speech here locally and the need for respect and civic discourse. This is not what we've been seeing here in Berkeley. There's been over a 400% rise in anti-Semitic incidents and attacks across the Bay Area and here in Berkeley. We need the city council to stand behind what it says, provide for the safety of all of your residents. Many members of the Jewish community are not here tonight because of fears for their safety. And while, and while members of the Jewish... And, and... Okay, once again... What's the phone? All right. So since this speaker, the speaker will have a few more seconds because he was interrupted. Okay. Please continue. And while members of the Jewish Voice for Peace can always be found to show up at any extreme left or extreme right event, I want to state unequivocally JVP does not speak on behalf of myself or over 90% of Bay Area Jews, according to the latest polling. 
I ask. Once again, let the speaker finish his comment. I ask the council to stand for what is already stated, reject hate in all its forms, including anti-Semitic and anti-Muslim hate. Please take proactive and decisive measures to ensure all residents can safely exercise their rights to speech and expression, including before, during, and after public comments at these meetings, and continue to focus on local issues along with other communities of the Bay Area, including Palo Alto, Sunnyvale, Santa Clara, Los Altos, San Jose, Alameda, Foster City, San Bruno, Redwood, Union City, and Santa Cruz. Thank you. Okay, we'll go next to Maya B. Maya B, you should not be able to speak. Thank you. As a homeowner in District 6, I was just afraid to come in there today in person after the horrible violence that we experienced in El Cerrito. This is unacceptable that we can't be safe. We can't walk around. I think you are seeing the response of people there, and you can see that I'm shaking even here. I am very upset by seeing that while people in the maintenance union care about their employees, other unions are just using the force. And instead of advocating for the employees, they just come there and just spew their own agenda. This is unacceptable. And I do hope that you will not follow this example, that you will care for your constituents, that you will care about our safety, our children's safety, and make sure that in Berkeley, this hate doesn't dictate the tone. I hope that you will continue trying to think about what's best for everyone because we just don't feel safe. It's uh, what happened in El Cerrito is still shaking our community. Okay. Thank you for your comments. We'll go to the next speaker, Yotvat Marmor. Yotvat, Shinobi will speak. Can you hear me? Yes. I'm speaking remotely and I feel bullied by all these uh, interruptions. And it's just a very good example to show you why this is not contributing to the safety of the community. It only contributes to more police, more taxpayer of the city going to policing and and uh, trying to make the community more. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Um, okay, our next speaker is, this, I think our fifth speaker, right, Mr. Clark? Yeah, Whitney Sparks, followed by Batia. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Hi, I'm wondering why ceasefire is not on the agenda today. And I'm wondering, um, I would like to respond to what Ziv said. I actually was attacked on my street by you, Jesse, and also by Rigel. I have been harassed with my child by riot police that you sent to my neighborhood, to my street, after appearing at the agenda setting meeting with my child wearing a kufia, advocating for real, actual peace for all colored people, for black and brown children around the world. And your response was to send military police trained by the IOF, the genocidal Israeli occupying force, to my street to put guns in the face of my six-year-old. What is wrong with you to cut down trees in People's Park during a climate catastrophe? Stop the violence. 
stop the violence, call for a ceasefire, defund your militarized police, and call for a ceasefire. Put it on the agenda. Listen to your constituents. Do your job and stop being violent. This is insane. As Andrea, the teacher, said, a failure to lead is allowing fear to occupy your city and your streets. We have felt it directly from you and your inaction and your choices to send military police to the neighborhood where Black mothers and children live and peacefully participate in the park on the day that they told you that sitting down at the table with you not the proverbial table the literal table with you we are not there in person because i have and my child have been affected directly by your violence literally not some fake made-up story by white supremacists that you are allowed seating time to but actual people in your community leave people's park alone Put ceasefire on the agenda, vote for it, and pass it. Would you like to say something quick, Shadow? Do not build over people's park. That's it. Leave us alone. Do the right thing. Black lives actually matter. Okay. Our next speaker is Batia Schick. Batia Schick. Uh, I'm a Berkeley resident. In two th- I recommend that the council not pass a ceasefire resolution. In 2005, Israel withdrew all Israel's, Israeli citizens and military personnel from Gaza, leaving the Palestinians in Gaza to determine their own destiny. Soon after, Hamas, an internationally recognized terrorist organization, gang control of Gaza, and several military conflicts between Gaza and Israel ensued. Since the Hamas took control, there have been at least six ceasefires, all of which were broken by Hamas. Another ceasefire would only defend Hamas and let it regain its strength to attack Israel again. Both Palestinians and Israelis, Jews and Arab citizens, deserve a chance to determine their destiny without the interference of Hamas. This council does not have unlimited time, resources, and stamina, so I believe concentrating your efforts on regional issues would be a more beneficial use of your valuable than valuable time than officially commenting on the Israel-Gaza conflict. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Okay, our next speaker is Ofra. Ofra, you should not be able to speak. Hi, uh, my name is Ofra Pleban. I ask you not to pass any ceasefire resolution. The promoters of this resolution claim that they are anti-Israel, not anti-Jews. However, a look at the communities that have passed similar resolutions show their devastating effect on the Jewish community. Since the passing of the Richmond and Auckland resolution, there has been an increase in Jew hatred in in the East Bay. Businesses have been vandalized. Synagogue had to pay for expensive extra security. Jewish symbols were defaced and destroyed, and Jewish teachers and students were greeted with shouts of high Hitler and the Nazi salute. Jewish students no longer feel safe at their school, some having to transfer to school in area that have been uh, managed to stay out of the fray. Jewish residents everywhere no longer feel safe to identify as Jews. I shudder to think that Berkeley may be the next. Many Jewish students attend Berkeley schools. I shudder to think how they will be affected. And all of this for what purpose? Any ceasefire must be mutual. Hamas, however, showed time and again that it will not abide by any such agreement. And at the time of the attack, there was a ceasefire in effect 
that they violated. And they violated the latest temporary ceasefire. And the charter called for the annihilation of all Jews simply Thank for you. being Jews. And they fittingly act according to that. What will be achieved other than more divisiveness, more hate, more polarization, an invitation to more groups to demand that the group makes their own complex international agenda? The Our next speaker is Joel Britton. Joel, you should not be able to speak. Okay. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. I'm a resident of San Leandro, but I want to speak in support of no. those in Berkeley who no. have said, please do not pass a ceasefire resolution. Israel has a right to exist and to defend itself. In October 7th, the bomb of Jews by Hamas was the worst Jew-hating massacre since the Nazi Holocaust. Hamas must be decisively defeated so they can't carry out what they promised to do again and again and again, carrying out their Jew-hating mission. Thank you, sir. We're gonna to go to the next speaker. Okay, our next speaker is David Sheree. David Sheree, you should not be able to speak. See a resident? Uh, hi. Um, I just want to, <laughs> sorry, my daughter just came in. Um, I just want to talk about the uh, democracy problems that we have in this city. Um, I understand that people feel very strongly about issues tonight and in the last few months, but shutting down council meetings because the council won't take a certain action, it takes away the democratic rights that the rest of us have to participate in government and to have the people's business progress. When protesters bully and harass members of council out of their jobs because they don't like decisions that are supported by the rest of the city and by the whole city government and the whole state legislature, they give themselves a veto. They try to give themselves a veto that they shouldn't have, and they take away uh, everyone else's right to vote for the people that we want to vote for. Um, like personally, I support a ceasefire. I don't support a ceasefire resolution. And I hope that in general, you guys will do less symbolic things and more concrete things. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, our last uh, speaker on Zoom is Matan. Matan, you should now be able to speak. Hi, um, so I wanted to give, uh, to tell a story about peace. Uh, back in the 90s, I was a kid in Israel, and this is a very exciting time because Israel just signed a peace accord with Jordan, was undergoing a peace process with the Palestinians. And back in the day, uh, Israel was working with the Palestinians to, to create a Palestinian state with a, with a process and milestones, and then started the bloodiest, one of the bloodiest um, decades in Israeli history, where buses, restaurants, hotels would just blow up out of, out of nowhere. Suicide bombers would come to, to all of those places. Body parts would flow up, flow around, fly around, sorry, like confetti. And it was just scary to live. I would think twice before going out with friends. Hamas has been delaying peace for more than 30 years. It's the biggest, biggest impediment to peace. That's what the IDF is fighting. That's what we're doing. 
We're trying to get to peace. Hamas is in the way. And I'm against the ceasefire resolution. Thank you. Okay. So that completes public comment on non-agenda matters. So we'll now proceed to the consent calendar. And uh, Madam City Manager on the consent calendar. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, I am requesting that we, uh, nothing on the consent calendar, but I do have an item to remove from the agenda later. Would you like for me to go ahead and ask for that item to be removed Why don't we now? do that now? Okay, yeah. thank you. Um, so I'd like to remove item number 15. This is a grant application for Caltrans Sustainable Transportation Grant Program for the Interstate 80 at Aquatic Park for tie tube renovation project. I'd like to remove that item. Thank you. Okay, so item 15 is being removed by the author. Um, okay, I'd like to address the consent calendar. Item 20, the RP for the development of the West Berkeley Service Center. Um, I'd like to continue this item to the February 13th agenda and keep that on consent. Is there any objection to that? Hear no objection, that'll be the action. Uh, consent, thank you. Item 21, the um, contributions for the annual Juneteenth celebration. I'd like to contribute $250 from my office discretionary account. Um, I'd like to be accorded as abstaining on item 25. Um, item 28, we have supplemental material received from Councilmember Hahn, consideration of options for the Berkeley High School staff parking, which would be to effectuate the dedication of permits in certain permit zones for person for staff at B Berkeley High. Is there any objection to approving item 20 as revised in the supplemental packet? Okay, hearing no objection, that'll be the action. Um, and item 30, Councilor Harrison. Um, Okay, I'll, I'll wait. To, I'll defer to you on that. Okay, thank you. Okay, Council Member. Uh, yes. Um, excuse me. I'm. I want to address first of all the the issue with the chess club. I'm sorry to hear the mayor is abstaining on the item from Council Member Robinson and myself, because we had submitted an item that very specifically called for the city manager to look at a policy. Wait a second. I just, they look at a policy that would connect. I mean, allow people to make. Um, uh, themselves available on streets to sit, play chess, put up tables temporarily. And I think the alternative item, I think both of them should move forward. The alternative item is a much more formalized item that talks about creating an official city chess and game facilities program, et cetera. And those, and to create parklets and to do a lot of governmental actions. The, the first item was much more related to what can we do in the municipal code to say people can chart their own path. They can go ahead and set up tables they can go ahead and set up tables and play games and move their items on a daily basis if it's not interrupting anyone, if it's free for ADA access, if it's leave six feet of the sidewalk. So I firmly believe we should move both of these forward to be looked at together. So I would ask that we consider that. Um, the chess club is unfortunately also connected to what's happened at People's Park, but I won't go on at length about that. Um, okay. Okay, item Councilman 30. Harrison has the floor. Let's not interrupt the meeting. We had public okay. comment. Okay, item 30. Just this morning, we received confirmation from Golden Gate Fields that horses would no longer race there as of June 9th and would no longer be housed there as of June 19th. 
To make sure this occurs, I've requested that item 30, which is my legislation to establish protections for racehorses, be moved to a later date. I ask we move this item to June 25th, 2024. So if Golden Gate Fields reneges, we will immediately take action. Is there any objection to the request of the author of continuing item 32, June 25th? Okay, here an objection. Okay, I'd like to finish my comments. Um, with the onslaught of really nasty emails that I have received, including letters claiming horses enjoy the camaraderie in their confined stalls, I feel compelled to share a bit more about why I wrote this legislation and why I will not back down. Horses are confined to 12 by 12 foot stalls for around 23 hours a day. Sure. The average man in America, yeah, the average man in the U.S. weighs 200 pounds. Sounds a lot like. Okay, if we can please have order. The Councilman Harrison has the floor. And then please not interrupt. We're not on live right now. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, we had public comment. We can let the council member continue with her comments. You know what? I believe in the ceasefire, and you know that, but I believe more in good government, and I'm going to continue now. Horses are confined to 12 by 12 foot stalls for 23 hours a day. The the average man in America weighs 200 pounds. The average racehorse weighs 1,100 pounds. If we were to use the same confined space for this size for a human, it would be a five-foot by five-foot stall for 23 hours a day. Think about that. The mayor is five feet from me right now. And as mo no matter how much I enjoy his company and camaraderie, imagine being confined to that amount of space for 96% of every day. That's what's happening with these horses. Once again, not, stop not interrupting the meeting. I will meeting. not be yelled at. Stop yelling and interrupting the meeting. You're out I of order. Councilor Harrison has the floor. I care about all creatures. I did not write this legislation to be radical or controversial. To be honest, I thought we could all get on board with the bare minimum to address animal abuse. I wrote it because it is the right thing to do. Again, I'm not trying to shut down Golden Gate Fields. I am trying to make it so the horses are protected from the assaults that come from the confinement that they currently suffer. If they're going to just keep yelling at me, I'm going to leave. I'll be leaving. Once again, Councilor Harrison has a full letter continue with her comments. We had public comment. Let's not have any interruptions. I am. Once again, okay. Councilor Harrison has the floor. Okay. I'm going to move on now to item 28. Um, I'd like to express my sincere gratitude to everyone who took the time to engage in discussions with me and the two by two committee about the needs of teachers for, for parking. These are mainly our special ed teachers and other people that come in and out of different schools. From my perspective, this issue is not one of conflicting needs, but instead an opportunity for collaborative compromise that has the potential to serve everybody. I had very helpful conversations with the Berkeley Teachers Union, school board representatives, Walk Bike Berkeley, the Downtown Berkeley Association, YMCA leadership, and BUSD administrators. The consensus that emerged in these discuss discussions is as follows. First, the only request on the part of the BTU is to have access to the same governing principles as other BUSD sites. This requires 60% of staff get parking after considering the 120 spaces already available to them in the lot of Milvia. School staff have a working day different from most people. They need to be on time. They need to be in their classrooms at designated hours. They often carry voluminous materials. My stepsister, who's unfortunately in hospice at this very moment, and I'm at this meeting being screamed at, was a speech pathologist in L.A. 
Without a designated her office, her car was her office as she traveled from site to site. That's the reality of a lot of teachers. Considering that Milvia renders the Milvia lot renders the numbers in the staff report inaccurate, the, because that lot has 120 spots. The number of parking spaces required to meet the 60% quota is really more around 80 to 100 rather than the 240 originally cited in the staff report. This re demonstrates a much smaller impact on neighborhood residents. In fact, the impact is likely to be really, really minimal because teachers already park in our neighborhood. This is in my district, which is why I'm saying my neighborhood. They already park in my neighborhood. They just have to move their car every two hours, inconveniencing them, reducing their preparation time, harming students and our neighbors, and creating traffic and GHG emissions. The parking study conducted by BUSD demonstrates that the permitted area west of MLK, area C, has 384 vacancies throughout the day. The roughly 100 parking spaces needed represents less than a third of those. And in fact, if teachers are already parking there, but we just don't know that, it's going to be even lesser impact. Consequently, I propose, as Councilmember Hahn has done, thank you very much, Councilmember Hahn, for your work, that we move option one to consent, but provide parking permits exclusively for teachers in area C only, rather than in all areas, as area E impacts the North Berkeley business district, and they're very concerned. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to limit that to area C, and I've had a lot of discussion with those business owners. Um, and that is where they found the 384 spots, was in area C. Parking study only studied area C. Let's give them the passes in area C. This will ensure we don't impact the short-term parking needs of businesses and the YMCA and others in North Berkeley. Um, it's important to clarify that the teacher union internal process is, will determine how permits are issued. But since I live across the Berkeley Arts from the street from the Berkeley Arts Magnet School, um, I empathize with the challenges of sharing limited parking spaces. Therefore, I am requesting that in addition to it being limited to area C, that the criteria for the passes be the same as for the current lot, which the school uses to say you have to live more than 0.8 of a mile from the school, that the decals clearly identify that those parking there are employees of the school district, that we not, as was originally included in this option one, include city staff. And I think you covered that in your item and that the residential permits be limited to specified hours. So with that, I'd like to make those suggested changes and go ahead and leave this on consent. I think that could be direction to staff as part of the implementation of the council item. That I staff, would really like to... I am asking specifically that we direct that it be limited to area C, as that is the area that was studied. That is the area that the teachers, BP, the district. business association all this agree with. I, is there any objection to that? Area C? Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, there's none. The item gives you the authority to decide. Well, so we can decide it now. Decided. Just want to be clear, you already have the power. I want to decide it now to make everyone comfortable and know what we're talking about. Okay. The others are all just sort of advice. So I think that's what we'd be looking at. Okay. Anyways, if you're an objection, that'll be part of the motion to right. prove the item. And I have to do this one more item. I'm really sorry. But neighborhood scale commercial. This is a truly fabulous item. It's on action. It's on action. I would like to move this to consent. This is an example where Councilmember Robinson's leadership will be missed. Can we move this to consent? So, sounds like there are members who'd like to discuss it. So, Okay, great. I'll make my comments then. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, Councilmember Humbert? Yeah, thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, with respect to item number 21 on consent, the Black History Month, 
event, I'd like to thank council member and former vice mayor Bartlett um, for this item and add $250 from dollars from the D8 office account. I'd also like to abstain from um, item number 22 and item number 25. Thank you. That's all I have. Okay. Um, thank you. Uh, let's go to Vice Mayor Wengraff and we'll come back to the members here. Uh, thank you, Mayor. <clears throat> I would like to contribute $250 to the Black History Month event, um, item number 21. And uh, I'd like to be recorded as abstaining on item 22 and item 25. Um, and is it, it's my understanding that item number 28 has been moved to consent with some amendments now from yes. Harrison. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Um, and item 30s continue to June 25th. Correct. Okay. That's it for me. Thank you. Council member Taplin. Thank you. Uh, item 21, I give 250. Uh, items 22 and 25, uh, my apologies to the authors, but in the absence of a district seven council member, I will be abstaining on these two. Thank you. And we'll go next to council member Han. Thank you very much. I would like to contribute $300 to Black History Month, item 21. Um, I would like to abstain from item 25. And um, I wanted to ask, um, I guess I'll ask the co-authors on item 29. The item currently says refer to the city manager and planning commission to consider and develop policies. And I wonder if we could say to consider and just to consider. Um, and then I would be happy moving it to um, consent because I'd like to hear back before we have them spend their time developing. It's a very, it's a big new idea. Yeah. So consider and report. Bartlett and Councilor Bartlett and Tatton say that's fine. Okay. Thank you so much. So it says consider and report back on policies and uh, it would go to consent. Okay, thank you. Hear no objection of the action. Okay, um, Councilor Bartlett, Council Member Bartlett. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I'd like to call it item 10, and just the, the grant for the specialized care unit. Very, very exciting, increasing their funding. I visited them recently. Uh, really great initiative. We're proud of this council for launching it. Um, 11, uh, big shout out to Healthy Black Families, getting the contract for outreach in the community around housing preference policy. That's a seven-year uh, labor of policy love and working on here. It's, it's manifesting now. It feels great. Um, and of course, uh, my colleagues, I thank you for your support for item 21, the Black History Month celebration. It's going to be quite a party. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's about Black invention. So everyone come <laughs> and reinvent yourself like we, like we do every generation. Yes. Um, and um, I'm going to abstain for 22 and 25. And I'm happy for 18, the prevailing wage in Southside Plan, the absence of the council member. Uh, it's important legislation and glad we're doing it. Thank you. Okay, Council Member Kesarwani. Thank you very much, Mr. Mayor. For item number 18 related to prevailing wage requirements in the South Side, it's my understanding that the State Department of Housing and Community Development has initiated an investigation as to whether this action 
is a violation of our certified housing element because it hasn't Excuse been studied. Me, stop interrupting. Okay, please. If we could please stop interrupting the meeting. We could proceed with our business. Once again, if members of the public can please stop interrupting the meetings, so we can proceed with our business. Okay, attendees at the meeting are in violation of the rules of procedure, the Berkeley Municipal Code, and state codes. The council is not able to conduct the business of this meeting due to continued disruptions by members of the audience who are engaging in disruptive activity. Local disruptions of the conduct of this meeting will not be tolerated. If disruptions continue, the council will take action to restore order, which may include the removal of the disruptive persons or reconvening the meeting to another location. The council will now take a five minute recess. Recording stopped.
Recording in progress. City Council's back in session. Councilmember Kesselani, you have the floor. Okay, Councilor Kesselani has the floor and is addressing the consent calendar. So, if members of the public can please stop interrupting our meetings, so we can proceed with our business. Once again, if the disruptive behavior completes, so we can proceed with our business. Okay. The city council cannot conduct its business of this meeting due to the continuing disruption by members of the audience. The level of disruption by the number of people um, is preventing the orderly conduct of the of the meeting and is not enabling us to proceed with our business without members of the public present in the location that allows for the orderly completion of business as permitted by the Brown Act, Government Code Section 549-57.9. Because this disruption is preventing us proceeding with our business, we're invoking the authority under Government Code Section 549-57.9. We will adjourn to another room to proceed with our business. The meeting will continue to be broadcast via Zoom. Members of the press who have not participated in the disruption will be allowed entry into the new meeting location by showing press identification to the city clerk located in the dais. In the meantime, the city council is in recess. Recording stopped. Hello. Okay. 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 Okay.
Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it does have that vibe, doesn't it? New protesters. Yeah. Different protesters. Yeah. 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 You're unmuted. Yeah. Okay. City Council is back in session. I want to first uh, describe what occurred um, and then make a statement. Um, so, that's the one that can hear us? Uh, sort of. Uh, it's kind of fuzzy and the volume's low. Thank you. 
Councilor Wengraff, can you hear us now? Uh, is it possible for the microphone to be put closer to you? Okay, I'll I'll just uh, I'll turn up my volume here. Councilor Wengraff, can you hear me? Yes. Nobody's here on your side. Nobody. Councilor Wengraf, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Councilor Wengraf, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Thank you. We can hear you. Okay, I'm going to describe what occurred and read a statement before proceeding with the rest of our business. Um, throughout the course of the meeting this evening, there were a few disruptions by members of the public using amplified sounds, yelling, booing, jeering, um, and it prevented us from being able to, one, conduct public comment, and two, proceed with the, the rest of our business. After two warnings and requests for members of the public to come to order, uh, there was continued disruptions which prevented us from being able to proceed with um, with our business in open session in the council chambers. Um, and after multiple warnings and informing them to the public that we would take the step of meeting to meet in a, in a different room, we still continue to disrupt the proceedings. So um, since the, since the um, city council um, cannot conduct the business meeting due to the continued disruption of members of the audience, um, uh, and we are unable to safely restore order by the removal of disabled persons. Uh, invoke the authority of the government section 549579 to meet in a separate room uh, to proceed with the orderly completion of business as permitted by the Brown Act. This meeting is being broadcast via Zoom. We have permitted members of press who have not participated in the disruption to um, observe the proceedings. Um, and so we are now meeting in conference adjacent to the boardroom. Um, as I said, I've issued repeated orders for disruptive people to stop disrupting the meeting. Um, we've called two separate recesses. They've continued to disrupt the meeting, refused to leave the chambers. Disruption prevents the council from conducting the city's business and deprives members of the public of the opportunity to participate in the meeting and have their voices heard. Um, and so this level of disruption and the number of disruptive people meant that we were unable to safely restore order by the removal of disruptive individuals, not wishing to risk injury to the public, city police or staff, we, by clearing the boardroom, we have taken a step of the journey to the and conference room under the authority provided under Government Code Section 5.9.7.9. Um, as noted, members of the press are present and allowing public participation is in. So that will proceed back to the consent calendar. Let me summarize the changes to the consent calendar. Um, item 15, the grant application for the Caltrans Sustainable Transportation Grant Program at IEDs and removed by the city manager. Um, and uh, item 28, consideration of options for Berkeley High School staff parking. We move the supplemental material um, from Councilmember Hahn to the consent calendar with the amendments proposed by Councilmember Harrison. 
Uh, item 29 is to move to the consent calendar with the revision to the recommendation to say that the item is referred to the city manager and planning commission to consider important back policies to permit neighborhood scale retail uses, etc. Um, item 30 is to move to the consent calendar for the purposes of continuing that item to uh, June 25th. And item 20 is without consent to continue to February 14th. Councilor Kesterwani was attempting to address the consent calendar before she was interrupted. So I'll turn it back over to her. Uh, thank you very much, Mr. Mayor. So uh, just quickly on item 18 related to the prevailing wage requirements on the south side, it's my understanding that the State Department of Housing and Community Development has initiated an investigation as to whether this action is a violation of our certified housing element because it wasn't studied as part of the housing element. So uh, as I said in November, when we initially debated this ordinance, I believe we should study feasibility prior to implementing changes that add cost. And I'm concerned about the HCD review. So I would respectfully like to be recorded as abstaining on item 18. For item number 21, I would like to be recorded as donating $100. And for items number 22 and 25, I would like to be recorded as abstaining as well on both items. Uh, I, I'd like to have us wait for a new District 7 council member to be seated uh, prior to making a decision on those two items. So 22 and 25 abstaining as well. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Any other council members on the consent calendar? Councilor Harrison. Yes, I failed to give my $150 to the MLK Block of History event, so I wanted to do that. Thank you. Um, any other council members? Uh, Mr. Clerk, I believe, given the number of abstentions that have been made, that item 22, the supporting the installation of permanent chess <coughs> slash game tables on Telegraph Avenue, um, a proposed resolution to consider the 2454 Telegraph Avenue, and item 25, the referral policies of county chess, but that those do not have five sufficient votes, if I'm not correct? Correct. So those, uh, if those abstentions remain, those items will not be approved on consent. Okay. Just want to make that for the record. Councilor Hobb? Yeah, I just wanted to um, bring to my um, colleague's attention on um, item 22, which was um, the item I had put forward. The last piece of that is to ask the city manager to explore entering into negotiations with the property owner at 2454 Telegraph Avenue to achieve an agreement. And I feel uh, like it's important for that to happen. And I'm not sure folks, um, it's kind of in a way it could be a standalone statement. And I wanted to ask if anyone would be amenable to voting yes on this if we strip everything out other than yes on 22, if we stripped everything out except I direct the city manager to explore entering into negotiations with the property owner at 2454 Telegraph Avenue to achieve a mutually agreeable resolution. I'm asking if we could amend the direction there to strip everything out except for that. Anyone is um, <coughs> would be amenable to that. Those that are presently abstaining. Well, I mean, those who I'm, supported I'm it, those so who supported it also I'm, might I have would, an opinion. I support that. Okay. So anyone, anyone who uh, was uh, 
voting no, who would change the I'm sorry. Anyone who was abstaining, who would change their position? Okay. Unless somebody changes their vote, that will not pass. Um, then we need to take action on the consent agenda. Okay, I'll, I'll nice. go for that, that precise uh, change. Okay. Can you proceed one and go? No. <laughs> <laughs> you were okay, who would the abstention have stayed? 25. No, 22. 22. Who's seen in 25? Alright, well, I appreciate that. Is there anyone else who would join not, then it will not pass. So, okay, any other comments on the consent calendar? Um, if not, okay. Um, I would like to make a motion to suspend the rules and establish a defined public comment period for consent items only for 30 minutes. Is there a second? Second. Okay, this is a procedural motion. Um, and once again, we'd only be taking public comments on the consent calendar. Um, I'll ask the clerk to call the roll. Yes. Kaplan? Yes. Bartlett? Yes. Harrison? Um, yes. Vaughn? Yes. Langrath? Yes. Humber? Yes. And Mariner? Yes. Okay. Okay, so we will take uh, 30 minutes of public comment. I will give each speaker one minute to address the council. Um, and, um, since we're only taking comments on Zoom, Go to those. Um, so, is um, somebody going to keep a timer? Uh, okay. okay, you'll let me know when we're coming up to the 30 minutes. Okay. But also, we're doing one minute per person, so oh, I would need to keep track of that. So. <laughs> <clears throat> Once again, we're only taking public comments on the consent calendar. Um, at this time, it's important to allow members of the public who wish to comment on the consent calendar to speak and not to disrupt the meeting with off-topic comments. Speakers who veer off-topic will be cut off in order to accommodate other speakers who wish to address the consent calendar. Okay, so before we start the clock, um, we normally afford elected officials an opportunity to address the city council uh, without any prescribed time limits. We are joined by a representative of the Berkeley Park School District Board of Education, Mike Chang. Um, you can also make me a co-host. Um, 
I know Anna Vasudeva, the president of the school board, was in the audience, but I don't see her on the Zoom. Um, but I know the school board did want to address the council on agenda item 28. So I'm going to go to um, Director Chen. So we're going to go to um, don't see Anabasadeo on Zoom. So we're going to go to Mike Chen from the Berkeley School Board. Also thank them for letting us use their boardroom. So with that, we'll go to uh, Director Chen. Hi there. Thank you so much. It shouldn't take more than a minute. And I um, is uh, asserting the same things that um, Director Vasudev um, would have presented as well. And thank you for all of your hard work. Um, at the city, despite the um, disruptions um, as a school board director, um, uh, who is also on the facilities committee and the citizen bond oversight committee. Um, I very strongly on the consent calendar, which my understanding is item 28 has been shifted up there. Uh, support uh, the ability of our Berkeley high school staff and teachers to be able to uh, run their programs and services. In an appropriate manner without disruptions regarding parking. Uh, the reality is that many of our uh, teachers and staff, they do have to come from other towns and they do have to come in with cars and park. And we don't want them running out and pumping the meter, so to speak. Um, on the facilities subcommittee, I previously uh, engaged with the principal of the high school and had learned that he sometimes has to come out and pump the meter. Um, that's not appropriate for a school district like our own. Um, let's do what we can. Uh, it's it's uh, time to resolve this issue. And thanks for all the efforts, um, uh, Council Members Harrison, Council Members Han, and others who have worked hard on this uh, and engaging with the two by two committee with the school board. Thanks again. Thank you, Director Chin. Okay. Um, once again, um, we're on the consent calendar. We will taking public comment on the consent calendar. We will only take public comment on the consent calendar at this time. It's important to allow members of the public who wish to comment on the consent calendar, the opportunity to speak, um, and to not disrupt the meeting with off-topic comment. Speakers, if you're off-topic, will be cut off in order to accommodate other speakers who wish to address consent items. So we'll now first go to John Kinger. Um, thank you, Mr. Mayor and Council. Um, on item 28, I want to thank Councilmember Harrison for all your uh, work on this, on um, bringing a solution I think works for both the downtown and the neighbors. Really, really appreciate that. Um, in addition to special hours of operations on the permits, which I think is important because teachers only work, I guess, till three or four. So um, I'm speaking in two capacities. One is the head of the downtown association. We need parking for short term. Uh, merchants and the YMC and others, but I also live three blocks uh, from uh, the high school and um, the special hours of operation on the permits will be helpful. So there's places for my neighbors to park when they come home from work. I think colored permits we had talked about would be a good idea. So people know how many teachers are parking on the street and block and also consider perhaps a phased rollout 
And also I asked, I've spoke to representatives from BOSD. Um, we really would uh, make sense for them to talk to PCI that manages the Kittredge and Alston Way garages. I talked to the regional manager and he said they are open to discounts for teachers. I'm not saying in lieu of this, but additional parking capacity for teachers and for staff. Um, you know, I think we need to leave everything unturned and see what kind of deal uh, the school district. Um, a lot of those garages have a lot of extra capacity. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, somebody's phone was buzzing. If you can silence your phone. Okay, so whoever it is. Um, okay, once again, public comment on the consent calendar. Ben Gerhardt signs next. Hello, Council. Um, I'm calling in to comment on item 23, uh, the uh, stop signs at McGee and Hopkins. Um, Walkway Berkeley has long supported um, stop signs at this intersection that are critical to our safe for us to schools for our youth. But I feel compelled to point out that Council shouldn't have gone about it this way. Rather than take piecemeal Council actions like this, the proper way to create a soft, safer Hopkins Street um, is to support staff in delivering comprehensive quarter-long Hopkins improvements, uh, which included this one, and more broadly, to ensure Public Works has the senior leadership and staff necessary to prioritize and work through its many council referrals, including critical and often grant-funded capital projects. So when it comes to our high-injury streets that are identified in the city's Vision Zero Action Plan, is through quarter-long complete streets improvements that will eliminate severe and fatal collisions, not one-off referrals that that uh, take a piecemeal approach. Thank you for your comments. Jesse Sheehan, followed by Whitney Sparks. Jesse Sheehan, are you there? This is Jesse. Good evening. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear? My name is Jesse Sheehan. I'm the chairman of our chess club on Telegraph Avenue. Um, you had removed both of those items. Um, I can't help but see the parallels to the neighborhood you're destroying on Telegraph Avenue um, without a thought to the people who live in that neighborhood, the parallels to what's happening in Gaza are frightening. Blackstone is your UC housing partner building the buildings on People's Park, heavily invested in weapons development. I beg you to reconsider the development on People's Park. And remember, it is the last green space in District 7. Not one other park remains in District 7. Willard Park was recently fenced off to begin construction this week. With the with uh, Councilwoman Harrison's resolution about uh, Golden Gate Fields, it shouldn't escape anyone that a massive piece of real estate that could solve many of our area's problems is about to be on the market on the waterfront. We Thank somehow you. don't seem to be able to, to walk. Whitney Sparks, followed by Naomi Smoller. Hello. Yes, I'd like to speak to this item 
posts on the consent calendar about getting these police out of my neighborhood, stop building on Peepers Park, as the last caller said, it is our last green space, and put a ceasefire agenda for Palestine and the Palestinian-American community here in Berkeley on your agenda. You're not going to escape. You can run, but you cannot hide. And the people <coughs> talking about violence are enacting violence. Democracy is when people are able to participate, not when you run and hide in another room and then don't listen to your constituents. And then you have a bunch of like white supremacists and people who are not affected by actual violence speaking up and saying, calling that not being democracy. Democracy is when you listen to the people, when they speak out about the killing of 30,000 people, 10,000 children, when you listen to those people trying to save lives and calling for peace and an end to the violence. Not when you send militarized cops into those people's neighborhoods and further, further enact violence upon them. You need to come to reckon with this issue and stop trying to once again, we're taking public comment on the consent calendar. It's important to allow members of the public that wish to address the consent calendar an opportunity to speak and not disrupt the meeting with off-topic comments. Speakers who are off-topic will be cut off in order to accommodate speakers who wish to address the consent calendar. We had an extended public public comment period on non-agenda matters. is now in order to discuss the consent calendar. Naomi Smoller is our next speaker on the consent calendar. Uh, hello, can you hear me? Yes. Um, I'd like to speak to a few items of the consent calendar, but I'd like to uh, start with a question. Um, do you serve the public? Because it seems like you're actively contemptuous uh, of the public. It seems, like you're, it seems like you're terrified of the public. And as Israel bombs the last functioning hospital in Gaza, the fact, the audacity Which for you to sit in are you addressing? Can you please address the consent calendar? I am address. I am addressing the cowardice of this entire council you that you would cut off that you would cut off that you would. Go to Eva. Eva on the consent calendar. Uh, thank you. I would like to address uh, item twenty one and uh, item thirty. Um, I do want to point out that it is a little bit hard to hear you guys um, on this on this uh, on this Zoom. Um, and I understand um, that that this was kind of a last minute thing, but it, it it's constricting participation um, with regard to Black history um, in Berkeley. I'm I'm hoping that we are we are going to do more than just have a Juneteenth by some 501c3. There's Black history being made in Berkeley as we speak. I uh, I was able to join with uh, Black residents of Berkeley at the port of Oakland on, on Saturday, and we were part of a historic shutdown in support of a ceasefire. Um, and uh, that, that seems like something that should be honored, that, that strong desire of so many people um, in, in the neighborhood. Thank you. Our next speaker is Money Law on the consent calendar only. Please address what you can say. Consent item, uh, Mayor and Council 1, 5, 10, 21, 22, 25, and 28. Under the annual appropriations number 1, I have concerns under Moni's Money Minute. Um, a query as to how much the City of Berkeley will be getting in reimbursements from UC for the police used in people's for the services that we need for housing, youth jobs, senior services, mental health, etc. Secondly, on number 21, I'd like to thank those who donated to Black History, but also um, number 10, BCSC, 
um, has Berkeley Community Safety Coalition pushed for that? Um, I'm glad that that's happening, but I urge you to have hybrid and electric cars on the parking. We need teacher housing and that people could actually live closer to work, um, but definitely parking spaces. And finally, the chess um, program should be um, promoted. And I thank my council member, Kate Harrison, and others who've supported that. Thank you. Thank you. We'll go next to Nathan Mizell on the consent calendar. Hi, Ms. Mayor. Can you give me five seconds? Let's restart the clock. Thank you. Um, hello, Mayor and Council. My name is Nathan Mizell. I'm elected Rentport Commissioner in the city. Um, where to start here? Um, would be nice if I could see you in person. Um, I understand some of the reservations, but I do think something could be arranged that would allow for that type of public participation. Um, I will say I'm, I'm supportive of healthy black families and a contract. I thank you, Councilor Bartlett and others for your leadership there. Happy to see, obviously, the work in terms of Black History Month. And, you know, I obviously had a longer comment and was hoping folks would see me minutes in person, but that made them possible by this current arrangement. Um, and tomorrow, I'll likely be sending a letter to really go over the egregious violations that we saw um, around People's Park and the occupation zone that the university created. And I believe Councilmember Harrison's the only one to say anything about it. I really hope y'all will say more. I will have more to say tomorrow. Thank you. Okay, we'll go to our next speaker, Aiden Hill, on the consent calendar. <laughs> Uh, my name is Joshua Levine, and I cede my time to Aiden Hill. I'm going up to the podium. I'm going to be really fast. Please uh, don't cut me off. Honorable members of the Berkeley City Council, fellow residents, and esteemed guests, my comments about chess accommodations. People's Park is the original chess location, and should return as such. I'll be, I'll be filing, filing my candidacy for Berkeley, Berkeley City Council District 7. I come before you today with a message of urgency and a plea for representation. We are at a crossroads concerning the proposed development at People's Park, and it's a moment that demands not only our attention, but also our collective conscience. It is, coming, it is becoming increasingly clear that the current trajectory set by the decision makers does not reflect the interests or values of our community. In a city that prides itself on progressive ideals, there is a glory, glaring disconnect from those in power refusing to represent the voices of their constituents. The plan to build on People's Park is more than a land use issue. It is a symbol of this disconnect. Our leaders, positioned to make decisions impacting us all, seem to overlook viable alternatives. Their vast personal estates in the Berkeley Hill stands as monuments to missed opportunities for university expansion. If we are committed to the betterment of UC Berkeley, why are these alternatives not being considered? This isn't just about land, it's about the priorities, lives, and our community. Moreover, the way the development has been handled raises serious concerns about the commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. As an Afro-Latine individual, I see firsthand the dissonance between the university's stated values. I have two minutes. I have two minutes. No, you have one minute. Someone gave me their minute. Do they well, not also get a public comment? Your hand was not raised, so, but I called on Aiden Hill. You're okay, Aiden but Hill. you do know, so can I please have my other minute? Their hand is going to be raised. They're here. 
please give me my one minute. I'm going to make this quick. I promise. Sure. We'll take one more minute and then we'll, we'll call on them and on. Thank you. Moreover, the way this development has been handled raises serious concerns about the commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. As an Afro-Latine individual, I see firsthand the dissonance between the university's stated values and its actions. The increased militarization and policing in response to community dissent does not reflect a city dedicated to the safety and well-being of all its residents. I also stand firmly against the creation of housing solutions that exclude and displace. Student-only housing developments that remain underutilized while our homeless population grows, not solutions. These are a part of the problems. We must demand housing policies that are inclusive and beneficial to all members of our community. The importance of People's Park extends beyond its greenery. It represents our community's mental and physical health, our children's development, our environmental sustainability, and our sense of community. Reducing this vital space is not only a loss of land, it's a loss of community spirit and a blow to our environmental stewardship. Therefore, I urge all of Berkeley City Council to align its actions with its values of community. In a progressive city like ours, there is no place for leaders who do not listen to and represent their constituents. It's time for us to our voices to be heard and for our values to be reflected in the decisions that shape our city. Okay, we're going to go to Matthew Lewis. Matthew Lewis, you should not be able to speak. Here, here. I was trying to use the mic. I was trying. No, you're on Zoom. Speak on Zoom. We're, speaking, we're, rec we're only taking comments from people on Zoom. Okay. Kelly Hammergren, what are you next? Thank you. Um, I'm 23 that stop signs are very sensible. So I hope that goes through without any objections. I'm very disappointed on 22 and 25 on the chess club because I was really looking forward uh, to this measure of having uh, really a, a, a way for people in, in the city of Berkeley to have uh, to participate in games and the way this was put together and I heard it at heard it at the meetings. It wasn't just for the chess club. It was also to look at um, board games and playing throughout the city and it would be for recreation. Um, the neighborhood, I know that you're all excited about that, but um, I, there's a reason those businesses closed. And then the last thing on the chess club is I really wish that you would find a way to do something about the fines, fines of almost $100,000 for the owner is kind of ridiculous. Thank you. Our next speaker is Ilana Auerbach on the consent calendar. Ilana Auerbach, are you there? Hello, yes. Can you hear me? You can, yes. Yes, hi, this is Ilana Auerbach. Uh, first, I'd like to speak on number 10, uh, the specialized care unit. Yes, more money, the specialized care unit. However, 
most people in Berkeley don't even know that this exists. There has been no, other than a Berkeley side article or two, there has been no promoting of this alternative to the police to respond to crises. Um, and now with Dr. Varhus leaving, I'm very, very concerned about this program. I'm very concerned about the program that it's been rolled out for the past few months. And there's been no promoting of the program. How are people supposed to know to call this number? And, and there's so few calls that they're even getting. So um, I, I, I also want to say that the, the, the community is already divided so we, we, need, we need to bring the, once we acknowledge that the community is divided, then we can create a bridge to bring the community together. So please address the issue of ceasefire together so we can talk. Our next speaker is Liza Lutzker. Hi everybody, this is Liza Lutzker from Walk Bike Berkeley. Um, for, uh, this is on item 28, the Berkeley High Parking. Um, first, I just want to say that I find it a little shocking that this is going through on consent when there is um, a brand new public works director who has not weighed in on this, almost no parking services staff available to weigh in on this and what this means for the city. Um, we really want to support teacher parking, but it's pretty shocking the way that Berkeley High currently allots their parking permits, which is that everyone, regardless of any um, any demonstration of actually what is going on. They, if you live more than a mile from Berkeley High, you automatically get a spot. Um, we really want to encourage people to get to school in other ways. And right now there's not the incentive. I have friends who are Berkeley High teachers who would love to have an e-bike and would give up driving, but that's not part of this. We're not asking who is driving because it's free and who is driving because uh, they need to. And that's a really critical part. And I hope that you can examine that a lot further. Thank you. Thank you. The next speaker is James McFadden. Second item 22, um, a grand chess board is playing out at People's Park where homeless were sacrificed as pawns and, and in college. <clears throat> where 25,000 pawns have so far been sacrificed. I'd like to hear a few chess quotes. Um, Nelson Mandela said, uh, we know too well our freedom is incomplete without freedom of the Palestinians to play chess. Albert Einstein said, it would be my greatest sadness to see Zionists do to the Palestinian Arabs much of what the Nazis did to the Jews' chessboard. And I'd like to say, John Pilger said, chess resistance is humanity at its bravest and most noble. The resistance in Gaza is rightly compared to the 1943 Jewish uprising in the Warsaw Ghetto. And Alan Pape, and the source of the violence is a certain ideology, a certain racist ideology, a Zionist ideology that it's very basic as the elimination of the native. And lastly, Cornell West, let us not be deceived. The Israeli massacre of innocent Palestinians, especially the precious children, is a crime against humanity. So please pass a ceasefire. Do the right thing. Our next speaker is Tony Mester on the consent calendar. Um, good evening, uh, Berkeley City Council members, and Happy New Year. Um, Following that, I, I, I almost don't know what to say, but I have to get back to uh, what I wanted to talk about, which was Aquatic Park. Um, I am concerned, you know, through the hullabaloo, I think I heard that the um, 
application for the Caltrans grant is going to be uh, delayed. And I'm very concerned about that. I'm part of uh, Scott Ferris's uh, um, group, uh, you know, users and supporters of Aquatic Park group. And we're all um, jazzed up here to write letters. We've already gotten at least one grant through. And thanks to Terry Taplin for the support of his office. Um, that's really important that he weighs in. So I am concerned that this grant application is delayed, and I'd like to know why, if, 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 if it could be explained by somebody who knows. Thank you. Uh, where are we at in support? Shirley Kirsten is our next speaker on consent. Thank you. Um, I'd like to speak to agenda item 23 and thank uh, Council Member Hahn and co-sponsors Mark Humbert, Ben Bartlett, and Mayor Otterby, as well as Council Member Harrison, who said she supports the stop and said at the 622 budget meeting that a neighborhood should not be punished because of no bike lanes. We have not been uh, successful with the pedestrian signs there. It's been five years and the cars are speeding through. We need to protect seniors, children, the disabled, the elderly, and even a vendor who's compromised visually and has to walk across that street every day. So thank you again for finally bringing this to fruition. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. We'll go next to Alex Knox. Hi, Mayor and Council. I'm speaking to Agenda items uh, 22 and 25. Um, Alex Knox, I'm the TBA uh, Telegraph Business Improvement District Executive Director. Uh, we are the primary community organization dedicated to enhancing the vibrancy of the Telegraph District, and we love opportunities to improve um, the public's enjoyment of our public spaces. Uh, playing chess on the Ave is a wonderful activity, and it's certainly not a problem. Uh, we were not engaged, however, in these proposals, and do have concerns with them. I, I appreciate uh, the abstentions um, and decision to hold off on these at this time. Um, and I do understand the intent behind both of these items, um, but you know they do not seem to be very thoroughly worked out and could cause potentially more problems than they attempt to solve. Um, it is critical, too, that our rules governing shared public spaces be clear and carefully designed. Again, it isn't a problem uh, with people engaging in peaceful and respectful activities, such as playing chess on our streets and sidewalks. It's already been done without issue, and I don't see why it can't continue. So um, please uh, make sure to engage with us to reconsider your approach with these items, and let's take care to use our increasingly limited staff and financial resources wisely. Thank you. Thank you for comments. Okay, we'll go next to Kit Saginaw. <clears throat> Thank you very much. Can you hear me? Yes. Um, I wish to speak on the two items that I believe are on consent, but are failing because of the number of abstentions. Um, I just, I, you have you have a lot going on at this point, um, but I will point out that a similar situation happened uh, several months ago um, with the item about uh, Japan releasing um, irradiated water into the ocean. There was a consent item, and then there was no, never any discussion of it because it was just taken, it just failed off of consent. 
Um, it doesn't seem to be that, and and I believe you heard from many people who were very unhappy about the fact that it wasn't at that point moved to action so that there could be a debate. Um, I'm not speaking for the uh, Open Government Commission, but I am a member of the Open Government Commission, and we also uh, heard at length from many people who felt that this was not a good practice for something to uh, disappear off of consent because of a lack of support. Uh, and therefore, it's not, in fact, getting consented to, um, and it's not getting becoming an action item that can therefore be be discussed and debated. So, I'm hoping you will um, work through that. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll go next to Lucia. Well, uh, Lucia on the consent can you hear me? Yes. I'm standing in the room that you abandoned after the people interrupted because you refused to pass a ceasefire resolution. And I just wanted to reiterate the message that we have been sending to this cowardly city council for months. And that is that the people of Berkeley do not consent to being in a non-consensual contract with- Not the consent calendar. We'll go to this. Once again, this is public comment only on the consent calendar. As I've stated repeatedly during this public comment period, we want to allow those people that wish to address the consent calendar to be able to speak. We ask people to do not disrupt this public comment period with off-topic comments. Speakers who be off-topic will be cut off. Mutual comments speakers on the consent calendar. Zeev, do you wish to speak on the consent calendar? Yes, I'll make it quick. Um, on the parking situation, um, I'm, I live right down the street from Berkeley High. However, I have to say I am biased. I am married to a teacher, though not at Berkeley High. Uh, they have enough hard time being a teacher. Give okay. them the parking. Yes, it will. We, people like me will suffer. We'll have a little bit less parking. If that's the least we can do for our teachers, just do it. Um, that's it. 38 seconds back to you guys. Thank you. Okay, we'll go next to healthy black families on the consent calendar. Good evening, Council. Um, I'm here just to let people know, um, according to item, what is it? Item 10, I'm sorry, not item 8, um, that the affordable housing preference policies started on January 1st. It opened then that there is um, there are portals that people to need to go to. And as Healthy Black Families works under the right to stay, right to return for displaced Black and African people from the city of Berkeley, we really encourage people to apply for their preferences. They can go to the city of Berkeley website and um, and do so. Um, there's also uh, preferences, multiple preferences that are available for people formerly redlined um, residents of formerly redlined neighborhoods. Um, if you have a child or grandchild who's lived in formerly redlined neighborhoods, um, people displaced from no fault or no payment eviction, people who are homeless. Housing insecure. If you have children, if you are low income, then I really encourage community to apply um, for the preference certificate, and you can get help at 2180 Milvia Street. Um, 
So inquire at, on the city website or go to 2180 Milvia and uh, request support for getting your certificate. Thank you. Okay, um, one more minute. Last speaker, iPhone. iPhone, you should not be able to speak. Um, hi, I wish you could hear on the mic in the room. There's less than a half a dozen of us left. Uh, and so I'm uh, calling. The mic's not on because we're only taking Zoom comments. Okay, so I'm calling to speak on Prop 1. I'm in support of Prop 1. It's going to bring, based on the current revenue, another $4 million into the city, uh, specifically allocated towards housing. Uh, this is uh, Prop 1 will... Um, result not only in housing, but crisis beds, which are a clear gap and hopefully improved, continuous, well, better coordinated mental health care. But it should be considered in conjunction with, uh, with the uh, DOJ settlement with Alameda County, since that settlement was based on an investigation where there were scathing findings as to the insufficient community alternatives in Alameda County, and there is now a settlement agreement as of November. Uh, this does impact on Berkeley. Berkeley residents were among the plaintiffs and also unhoused people. So they should be both considered in terms of uh, going forward, how we can have improved coordinated mental health and substance abuse care. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, with 30 minute public comment period elapsed, not in order for the council to take action on the consent calendar. Uh, any further discussion on the consent calendar? Uh, yes, I was just wondering, um, is Director Ferris wanting to address the issue of the time? Because I think that the public would benefit from hearing about um, the issue we're having mm -hmm. with the grant. Um, yes, um, I, I do believe yes, he, he is. is. Um, and I can also just state that um, the reason why I pulled the item from the agenda is that the tie to the projects that we put forward is not eligible for this type of grant source. But we will continue to look for other grant opportunities. Um, and that's pretty much the explanation for the reason why we have to pull the item. Uh, thank you very much. I would like to join myself in that effort to, to um, move forward with this. And I invite my colleagues um, mm -hmm. to do so as well. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Any other? Questions or comments on the consent calendar? Okay, uh, if not, let's call the roll on the consent calendar. Councilmember Kessler-Wani? Yes. Matt Yes. Bartlett? Yes. Harrison? Yes. Mon? Weingrath? Yes. Humber? Yes. And Mayor Eric? Yes. Let's keep the roll open so Councilmember Hong can report a vote. Okay. Okay. So let's now proceed to our two action items. Um, We'll proceed to item 26. This is a public hearing on the um, expansion of the Elmwood Business Improvement District, the levying of assessments in the district for 2025, authorizing a contract with the Elmwood Business Association to receive assessment revenue. Is there any staff presentation or um, we proceed to the public hearing? Okay, I guess it, I, I believe Ms. Hollander is on, the is on the call. So if any members of the council have any questions, um, Staff President call. So I'll now open the public hearing on item 26, the expansion of the Elwood bid. We're only taking comments on item 26, the expansion of the Elwood bid. Is there any member of the public wishing to speak on that item? 
but only on item 46. Okay, I will um, like to ask unanimous consent to set a speaker time of one minute per speaker. Second. Hearing no objection, that would be action. Former Councilor Davila on item 26. Jesse, what's item 26? I only see item 26. Expansion of the Elmwood Business Improvement District. I read the, the title of the item. Well, actually, yeah, I have a lot to say about that. Um, okay, I'm so excited that um, <laughs> I have actually not jack to say about it jesse but you know i just you can please don't hang up on me it's really disingenuous that you don't listen to the community that you shut the meeting down hide like coward uh, 26. uh what's um i would like to uh, before we proceed with public comment um suspend the rules and establish a allotted public comment time period on this item for 15 minutes Seven. okay let's call the wall map Harrison. Okay, uh, Councilmember Kessarwani? Yes. Kaplan? Yes. Bartlett? Yes. Harrison? Yes. On? Yes. Landgraf? Yes. Humber? Yes. And Mayor Harrison? Yes. Okay, once again, we're only taking public comments on item 26, the expansion of the Elmwood Business Improvement District, as I stated on the previous item, in order to allow members of the public who wish to comment on item 26, Expansion of the Elmwood bid. Uh, we ask that members of the public not disrupt the meeting with off topic comments. Speakers who veer off topic will be cut off in order to accommodate speakers wishing to address item 26. Whitney Sparks on item 26. Cease fire now. Put it on the agenda. Save people's part. Stop ignoring your constituents. This I isn't democracy. That's not item 26. Hillary on item 26. Hillary, do you wish to speak on item 26, the extension of the other bid? Okay. CC, when you wish to speak on item 26, the expansion of the other bid, please proceed. Uh, hello, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, just before you uh, click my time, um, can you pause real quick? Thanks. Um, I, I'm going to tie it together at the, to item 26. So if you just let me complete my thoughts fully, that would be great. Thank you. Um, I'd like to address the indiscriminate bombing that's been happening in Gaza for the last 101 days. Your constituents have asked to add this to the next consent calendar because you refuse to acknowledge the loss of Palestinian lives. There's been over 30,000 innocent civilians. I, I appreciate your comments on that, but if you oh, could I'm, tying it in, I'm tying it to item 26. Let's get to item 26. That you're denying is at the International Court of Justice right now. South Africa is charging Israel with the genocide of the like Palestinian I'm addressing 26. So no, you, we'll go to Batia Chick. This is public comment on item 26. Uh, I actually, actually want to do on 27, sorry. Okay, we'll wait till that. Jessica Prado on item 26 only. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, yeah, I just wanted to address that uh, item 26 is another item that addresses the downtown business community. <laughs> Whereas like all the unhoused people that actually live in these communities are not taken into account. 
So I would just ask you that everything that you are thinking about revitalizing a commercial district or like, you know, commerce, you think about the people that are living there, that they're escaping, they're basically escaping trauma and escaping violence from Berkeley police, from being chased around from street to street. So I would, I would beg you to please consider it to actually provide some resources to the people that live here instead of just revitalizing the area again and then just moving them on to the next neighborhood because this is not going to end and it's not going to end in this manner. So please, please think about your own house neighbors. Thank you. We'll go next to Eva on item 26, the expansion of the Elmwood bid. Thank you. I just wanted to make you aware that um, there was a great project out of Elmwood and I don't know if it was considered part of the business district, but um, there's a wonderful, there are two wonderful writers, um, Ayelet Waldman and Michael Shabon. And um, they both live in Berkeley. And Islet's uh, book project, uh, Kingdom of Olives and Ash, is something that I regret I didn't read earlier, but it's been really eye opening to me. Um, it's about, it's, it's, she invited a group of writers um, to the occupied territories, and they wrote some of the most phenomenal essays I've ever read in my life. Um, and I just wanted to, I wanted to praise Berkeley um, for creating the kind of environment where uh, Ms. Waldman and Mr. Shavon could, could do that um, and, uh, and also check out the book. But it, it is, it is a definitely a out of that neighborhood and it, it really is a gem of a, of a book. And I think it would really help everyone to, to read that and, and, and hopefully move the council more toward uh, Okay, um, Hillary on item 26, extension the other bid. Hillary, are you there? Last call for Hillary. Okay, um, Naomi Smoller on item 26, please unmute yourself. Um. Yeah, so, you know, we're talking about expanding a business district, which makes it clear that, you know, you have uh, a lot of vested priority and, you know, kind of protecting business interests. But I do wonder if that extends to the people of Berkeley, um, because very evidently it didn't extend to the unhoused folks in People's Park who your police department in, uh, you know, massive numbers cleared out and then subsequently built a militarized border fence around. Um, so I do have to wonder who it is that you actually represent. Uh, you say, again, that you're a, you're a public servant, but I wonder if there are per certain parts of that public that uh, have a disproportionate voice uh, in this. Um, you know, also want to dwell on, you know, the... the bizarre undemocratic nature of this evening but now you're going to cut me off anyway so i'm just going to do it for you okay we're taking public comments on item 26 the extension of the bid blair b <clears throat> hi blair beekman happy uh 2024 to everyone um i wanted to comment that uh you know, with Elmwood Business Association things over the past few years, there's been a lot of parking issues, car issues. Um, I've, I've always been interested in how uh, the future of tech accountability can work well, possibly in the Elmwood Business District area. And I think it would make a good conversation, good dialogue, uh, along with the issues of the future of cars and parking. And uh, 
the openness and accountability practices, I, I think, can be really helpful and useful in a number of ways, including how we're talking about other issues here tonight. And uh, good luck how that how that continuing conversation can grow and develop in our lives uh, in the following years. Uh, so we work towards a more uh, open, accountable system of good practices as a local community. Thanks. Thank you. Jesse Sheehan on item 26. Yes, hello, Mayor. Um, I would like to echo what other people are saying. It's pretty clear that we're working on business interests. You're more than willing to put aside a half an hour for a business improvement district. However, I did not see one person from Berkeley Mental Health or one social worker in People's Park when you were destroying people's lives and crushing their things with bulldozers. Not one person from the city. There was nobody but sheriffs there. No one was offered a place to stay that evening. And I watched the neighborhood sit freezing cold on the corner 50 yards away for three days while you pretend like it's not going on. You're all running for elected office. We're going to hold you accountable. You're worried about business districts more than you are the people who elect you. You are creating the charged climate, Jesse. It's going to come back to bite you in the ass. Okay, I don't think that's on topic anymore. The previous people have already spoken. Seeing no further comments, we'll close public comment. Councilmember Humber. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, this, of course, is my district, and I want to um, deeply thank the staff in the Economic Development Office. Better turn my camera on here. I want to deeply thank the staff in the Economic Development Office, especially Eleanor Hollander and Kieran Slaughter, who I know, because um, I've seen it, have been pursuing this diligently for some time. The expansion will help the Elmwood become an even more cohesive and successful commercial district by bringing in some beloved businesses that really didn't have a home in any bid before. So thank you also to Andrew Hahn, Kara Hammond, Michael Byrne, and Sabra Stepak, who are on the advisory board, and to the business owners who are to participate in the DBA. Really excited to advance this, and I'd like to move this item. Second. Oh, beforehand, I'll I, recognize you to make a motion to close the public hearing. Okay, I'd like to make a motion to close the public hearing. Second. Could we please call the roll on closing the public hearing on item 26? That's number Mr. Wine? Yes. Taflin? Yes. Bartlett? Yes. Harrison? Yes. Hahn? Yes. Glengrad? Councilmember Wingraff, are you there? Let's come back to him. Okay. Humber? Uh, yes. And Mayor Arby? Yes. Okay, back to you, Councilmember Humber, to make the motion. Yes, I'd like to move this. Um, it, I'd like to advance this. I have motion. Second. Okay, so the motion before Council is to approve item 26, the staff recommendation for item 26. Any further discussion? If not, we can please call the roll of motion. Councilmember Kessawani? Yes. Taplin? Yes. Bartlett? Yes. Harrison? Yes. Hahn? Yes. Whitecraft? Humber? Yes. And Mayor Harrison? Yes. Okay, okay. 
Okay, so um, before we proceed to the next item, uh, we kept the roll open on the consent calendar uh, to listen to, um, I temporarily left the room, Councilor Hahn, to allow you to report a vote. So, how do you wish to vote on the consent calendar? Yes. Thank you. Very much. Okay, and we're obviously recording people's various abstentions and uh, contributions and everything. Okay, um, that completes item 26. We'll go to item 27. Amending the miscellaneous CalPERS contract to eliminate the pepper cost sharing for underrepresented employees at Paramedic and limited term EMT to the safety category. Any staff presentation on this or? No, um, thank you, Mr. Mayor. We are available to answer any questions, but this is required for safety. Okay. Um, so we'll take public comment on item 27. Um, once again, as I stated previously, we're only taking public comment on item 27. Um, and any off-topic comments will not be will not be allowed. We will only recognize speakers who, will, who wish to address item twenty-seven. Lincoln Sparks, you wish to address item twenty-seven? Yes, I do. I would like to address item twenty-seven. We live in a peaceful, green community that is Berkeley, and that's the way we want to keep it. But how can we do that? when our leaders chop down trees and confuse that with development, when they confuse calling for peace as something that they don't have the power to do, that doesn't really make sense. Yes, amending the CalPERS contract to eliminate, I'm getting to that. You have to be able to listen to your constituents in order to have a democracy. When you run into the next room, when they're calling about something, when 30,000 people have been murdered, that's not a democracy. So it makes it hard to continue to conduct business as usual. Also, when you cut down trees and limit the oxygen that we can breathe and you damage the earth in the middle of a climate catastrophe, that also makes it difficult to live and difficult to continue with business as usual. You need to listen to your people. You need to do the right thing. You need to stop the violence. You need to put a ceasefire resolution on your agenda and stop trying to villainize the people and your constituents and silence iPhone, you should not be able to speak on item 27. Uh, I want to speak in support of this item. We have lost so many small businesses and we've lost so so much of a, a feeling of community. There is literally hardly anywhere to go to now uh, in the evenings or even after three o'clock, the cafes are closing, the small restaurants are closing. So I see this as a very positive thing for Berkeley that you're taking this on and exploring how you can enrich the neighborhoods and support small businesses to bring a, a richer community feel to the residential districts. Thank you. Okay, um, the previous speaker already spoken. Close public comment. I make a motion to approve item 27. Second. If there's any discussion on the motion? If not, please call the roll. Councilmember Kessarwani. Yes. Kaplan. Yes. Bartlett. Absent. Harrison. Yes. On. Yes. Langrab. Also absent. Humber. Yes. And Mayor Harrison. Yes. Okay, that completes our agenda for this evening. I'd like to make a motion to suspend the rules um, and to adjourn the meeting at this time. Second. That's a procedural motion. Um, so we will now we'll take up the motion to suspend the rules and to adjourn. Okay.
Just over Kiss or one? Yes. Kathleen? Yes. Bartlett? Harrison? Yes. Han? Yes. Wayne Graham? Yes. Humber? Yes. And Mayor Eric? Yes.